Do you like exclusive stuff? Yes, yes sir. sir. Do you like having access to your favourite podcast hosts in a way like never before? Yeah, absolutely. Do you wish you had access to our old Survivor Oz episodes that you can't find anywhere else online? Oh, yeah. If you answered yes to one, two or all of those questions, then get excited because the Oz Network is now on Patreon. <laughs> That's right, your favourite podcast has jumped on the Patreon bandwagon to enable a better listening experience for you, our listener. Wow! For more details, simply head to www.patreon.com forward slash oznetwork where you can sign up for as little as $3 a month. It'll be the best decision you make since that last bad one you made. <laughs> You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. Welcome back to the Oz Network. As uh, we are up to episode number two of Scott Pilgrim Takes Off, that means we are 25 percent of the way to be done the series. That took no time at all. It's like it's almost like just last week we started this thing, and now we're 25 percent done. Uh, we are here to talk about episode two, A League of Their Own, not the one with Tom Hanks or Gina Davis or Madonna. Thankfully, not the one with Madonna. Uh, this is the one with all the voice talents that Rossi will continue to guess as to who played who in this one. And uh, starring an Academy Award winner this week as well. Uh, so let's get into it. My name is Colin, and I don't need a league to get a girl. And uh, my name is Rossi, and Colin, you're my real favorite band. Thank you. <laughs> Not the fake favorite band. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this uh, episode, when I saw this the first time, I, I can kind of give backstory i mean the, the first episode as we mentioned last week it basically followed everything exactly followed the books and followed the movie exactly and then all of a sudden it had this ending uh which was ko question mark and scott pilgrim's gone is he gone we don't know uh and uh we're gonna find out at the end of this week or at least somebody has a theory at the end of this week and then this episode i had no idea what to expect um and and really it's kind of broken up into two completely separate acts like the the first half is all one storyline and then the second half is all another storyline uh, but it took it in a completely different direction. And I, I immediately got after watching this episode what they were doing with this series, which is let's use this to, I guess, further develop some of these characters and, uh, you know, uh, take kind of an alternate a what if route in Scott Pilgrim. Uh, it's going to get crazy. It's going to start to make sense a little bit later on. But I mean, at this point, it's a it's got to be confusing for you having not seen any of this. Or maybe it was more confusing for me because I was expecting something else. I don't know. What, what are your thoughts? Well, I feel like uh, it's more confusing for you because I, I don't know what to expect. If you told me that this is how it went, like, I'd be like, yeah, this is the story. <laughs> this um, is exactly the way it was in the movie. <laughs> yeah, like, I wouldn't know any difference. So, yeah, I've I've been enjoying it in the sense that I don't know what to expect other than the little bits you say of like, oh, you know, like, like you teased that this episode is going to be about the villains or the league. And so just like going in with no real expectations is it's been fine. Like I, I, I don't feel too confused. I mean, obviously there are some details that I'm not picking up and obviously references that um, like don't maybe catch on or, or they're saying something or something's happening. And it's like, Oh, you would get that if you watch the movie. But other than that, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm not too lost. Uh, I think uh, what's interesting about this episode is um, it is the league that we get to see because in the movie, none of these people, interact together at all uh and i won't spoil too much but the, the the way that the movie went is that scott pilgrim beats um matthew patel and that that's basically the first x who's gone and then every x that comes in after that kind of has their sequence there's only one character or i guess two characters you're going to see here 
who have multiple sequences. Uh, but uh, each X kind of comes in one after the other. And here we're getting introduced to everybody all in one scene later on. But before we even get there, let's start with uh, the opening half of this, which is the funeral of Scott Pilgrim. Now, this is when I, I finished the first episode. I'm like, uh, he must have been like, I don't know, put into an alternate universe or maybe he just you know willed himself to disappear into thin air. Maybe he he found a way to get to Ramona's subspace highway. He learned that American superpower of getting to a sub, uh, subspace highway. But uh, I had no idea what to expect. And then all of a sudden they start here with a funeral. I'm like, wait, they actually kill this guy. And of course, I didn't think there's going to be any way that this guy's going to be gone forever. That was my thought at the time. Uh, but uh, uh, it, it basically opens up with uh, something that, that nothing else has ever given explanation on. Is that what is the league's purpose? Matthew basically says here in the opening scene, which is picking up right after the end of the battle, I beat him. Therefore, you and I can date again, Ramona. And she's like, well, I don't want to date you. He goes, well, what did I do this for? What was this all for? The league lied to me. Uh, nothing was ever stated. Basically, the only thing you really get in any other version is that the league is there to control Ramona's dating life, uh, which all comes down to one guy who uh, we meet later in this episode who's basically trying to get her back. Everybody else couldn't care less about her. We, we kind of get throughout these backstories that most of these exes of Ramona's are actually bitter towards her more than actually wanting her back. Uh, but uh, Matthew's a little bit bitter here because she doesn't want him back. Uh, and um, we're, we, <laughs> we we get uh, the funeral sequence here, which uh, Wallace coming in. It's like, hey, it's the girl from or of Scott's dreams again, playing on that one line. Uh, and she changes her hair color again. This is something that uh, comes from all the versions where she's changing her hair color. Uh, I think she says every other week is when she changes her hair color. And we're going to continue to see this throughout the course of the series. This is blue Ramona flowers, I guess, with a little bit of pink underneath. Uh, and the people talking about the funeral about how Scott always won. I, I didn't expect he'd ever lose because he always won. This is something that the movies didn't showcase, but the, the comics definitely did. Like there was that line in episode one where they said he's the best fighter in the province. And that's Scott Pilgrim is kind of known for being like this unstoppable fighter in uh, this universe. Um, and uh, as the funeral is starting here, we get Knives coming in wearing Scott's Professor X jacket. And she's getting very angry towards Ramona. You killed Scott Pilgrim. All these people turning around. It's like, scandalous. <laughs> she murdered him? What is this? Uh, this is uh, uh, close to the knives that we get from the, the movie, which we'll get to later in this year. I won't spoil too much. But uh, it, it's great to see uh, them doing something with knives because really the way that this story takes a different direction, I was thinking at this point, what else is there for knives to do? I mean, Scott never broke up with her and now he's dead. So there's nothing you're going to do. And we're, we're going to get a little bit uh, more with her next week as well. But uh, uh, we don't actually get a fight here. Um, and then uh, we get uh, the Academy Award winner coming in here. So I think I may, I may have given it away unless you don't keep up on the Academy Awards. But uh, Scott's big X as the uh, the things come up. Envy Adams, superstar, uh, multimillionaire, celebrity, singer. Envy Adams comes in. Are you going to take a guess as to who's playing Envy Adams? I mean, my only guess is is based on what you said about the awards is maybe Brie Larson. Yes, it is Brie okay. Larson. Yeah. And and this, she did Scott Pilgrim like long before she won the Academy Award. Or I, I guess at least a couple of years before she won the Academy Award. I, I, I've never gotten your opinion on this because Ben and I definitely differ. But uh, are you a fan of Brie Larson? Have you seen her in anything outside of her voice uh, in this? I don't know. <laughs> you don't, have you, you've never seen Captain Marvel, I'm guessing? Nope. So so here's the thing. Ben... ben doesn't like Brie Larson at all. I'm a huge Brie Larson fan. Having said that, I will freely admit that Brie Larson in blockbusters like Captain Marvel or um, what was it, the, the, the Kong Skull Island movie, 
very bland. You see her in anything that doesn't have a $100 million budget, she's brilliant. Uh, and in the Scott Pilgrim versus the world, like she was hilarious, even though she really only had like one or two scenes in that. Uh, but uh, her character is Scott's ex-girlfriend. So this is the reason why he's so sad and lonely at the beginning of this series and kind of wanting to date a high schooler. Uh, and she comes in and she sings. Now, this is, uh, I guess, a, 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 it's not something I've read, but this is an interesting bit of trivia that I think most people wouldn't pick up on. Um, so the song she sings here, it's its a famous Canadian song. You're familiar with Sarah McLaughlin, I'm guessing, right? Uh, who is it? Okay. I mean, Sarah McLaughlin was very famous, uh, you know, particularly in the 90s. I mean, she started like that that touring Lilith Fair Festival. And um, I've never been a Sarah McLaughlin fan just because I find her music incredibly boring. I like this version better. But this is the, the interesting bit of trivia here. So in the movie, so Envy Adams' character is supposed to be Scott's ex-girlfriend who goes off, becomes a, a superstar, has a band called The Clash at Demonhead, which we see Knives take off Scott's jacket, has the Sex Bob-omb shirt underneath, and then take off that shirt and it has the Clash of Demon Head shirt underneath, uh, which also is in the other one where she's a bigger fan of you know, Scott's ex's band than she is even Scott's band. Uh, but uh, she's this huge star. But in the in the movie, when we see the Clash of Demon Head perform, uh, there's actually a band called Metric here in Canada, which, which are, I, I think, quite big outside of Canada as well. I mean, they've, they've you know, sold a lot and they've done some big concerts in the States and everything. You probably aren't familiar with them. <laughs> They're uh, not no. Sarah McLaughlin level, but they, they were quite big, trust me. Still are quite big. In fact, their album came out last year, one of the best albums I've heard in a long time. But uh, Metric did the song, The Black Sheep, that the Clash of Demon had performed in the movie. But they use Brie Larson's vocals because Brie Larson, before she got into acting, actually had a very short lived singing career as like a teen you know, during the Britney Spears era, like, uh, you know, a teen singer, pop singer. Uh, so in the movie, Brie Larson does the vocals while the band metrics backs are up in this episode. You can actually see in the end credits that it says special thanks to Emily Haynes and metric. Now, Emily Haynes is the real singer of the band metric. Uh, so in the movie, they had Brie Larson do the vocals. And then in the animated series, they have the actual singer Metric doing it. So I don't know if that was just a repayment because, you know, Metric lent the music and then Brie Larson basically did an impersonation of it in the movie. But it's not actually Brie Larson singing here, even though she is a singer. Uh, so uh, this is where she mentions, Knives mentions, they're my favorite real band. Uh, <laughs> Sex Bahamas isn't my favorite, or what the favorite, fake band or whatever she called it. Uh, favorite that isn't real. That's what she is. Uh, and then... Um, uh, they, they perform the song. Everybody's going crazy at the funeral. I just think it's kind of funny that like there's a funeral and there's all these people who are just going crazy and trying to get autographs and everything. We, we get like some fun little background um, things, which, uh, you know, I, I'm assuming they had on the subtitles, though. Somebody says, uh, sign my neck. Somebody else says, step on my corpse. Uh, and uh, uh, basically the funeral is ended after Envy comes in and steals the show. And uh, Ramona stands over Scott's coffin, which has $2.10 in it in Canadian change which she apologizes. Uh, while this is going on, there's just a one brief cutaway here where somebody's delivering numbered letters to all the X's, two, three, all the way up to seven. Uh, thoughts on the funeral of Scott Pilgrim here? Um, I thought it was it was good. I really, like you said, the, the funniest thing was when Ramona goes up and sees that the coins are in the, <laughs> I was like, I, for some reason, I thought it would just be empty, but the fact that they put the money in was just so funny to me. I, I thought that was really good. And, and the whole thing was, um, well, I was a little com not confused, but like not sure how to approach the scene because you told me that like this doesn't happen in the, the main line. So I was like, oh, how are they going to approach this kind of thing? And, and I was just like apprehensive kind of going in. But I thought it was it was really well handled. And I liked all of the characters having their own moments. I think was it Wallace says, ah, I like wearing black. This is just another excuse yeah. to do so. <laughs> uh, 
And then like, what was it? Young Neil is talking to Ramona of like, oh, you must be the new girl, like the one that Scott liked or whatever. Apparently yeah. uh, world travel word travels fast with that. Um, and then Knives confronting Ramona is like, you're the reason that he's dead was very intense i didn't expect that like i just thought she'd be really sad um because i didn't know that she knew or i guess they sort of yada yada it but like yeah i never thought that, about that because because like, I'm, I'm i'm she coming passed out yeah i'm coming from the knowledge we see her wake up after everything's over i'm coming from the knowledge of like oh well, in the movies this is the main plot line is that he's dating two girls but didn't even occur to me like in this version we don't see knives finding out so how does she find out i guess they skipped past those details they felt it was unimportant but i i thought that was great and then like it's funny to see her reaction to um ramona versus the reaction that envy gets when she shows up yeah like it was very she's like i like knives was freaking out like you're my favorite and every like i just thought that knives is great i love knives yeah my, my favorite I like see, i said my favorite character in i the can movie. see why she's great uh, so let's start off the second act here. Now, this is, I mentioned last week about how Canadians always get a laugh out of like, this is clearly made by Americans when they name it Toronto, Canada, as opposed I, to like I Toronto. I thought the same thing. Yeah. And of course we get it here, New York City, America. Which is and exactly you said that last time too. I did. Yeah. And I'd forgotten about, I don't know, maybe this was in my subconscious or something, but like, yeah, they're, they're definitely playing to that joke here. New York City, America. Uh, so we get uh, all the X's showing up here. So I'll give you a guess. Now, they're all going to get bigger episodes later on. So unless if you guess it wrong, you'll get a second chance when they get uh, a bigger episode. But first two we get uh, introduced to here is we get uh, Lucas Lee, who is the the big movie actor. Now, this is the guy that that was that came up under the hot guys search uh, when Scott was ordering his DVDs last week. And then uh, the other guy, the blonde guy, is Todd. Uh, who, uh, well, they mentioned this episode, uh, what his character's backstory is, but uh, guesses on who plays Todd and who plays uh, Lucas Lee. I'm unsure because my, um... okay, I'm just going to go with my gut. My gut says Lucas, Lucas is the actor, big guy. Yeah. Um, my gut was telling me Chris Evans. You nailed it. There you go. You got uh, one. <laughs> Back on the I, I was debating because I'm like, he also gives me like, Gideon vibes in some way. I don't know. Mm. That's just like what I was getting. But I'm, okay. Yeah. Chris Evans is so funny. And and so when Scott Pilgrim versus the world came out, this is why it's funny when I mentioned last week that Edgar Wright just sent that group email out and you had Brie <laughs> Larson and Chris Evans who like are probably well past just doing a small role. Like in Scott Pilgrim versus the world, he, he had like, I don't know, a five, 10 minute long scene. And that was it for him in the movie. And this was pre Captain America and all that. Uh, but for him to come back to this, I mean, you know, he he, he doesn't have to do this. Obviously, he loved it because he's so good in the movie. Uh, and your guess for um, Todd, the the blonde, the bleach blonde guy. Oy, um, oof, I really am unsure of this one. Uh, and you might not be familiar with the actors, so maybe maybe look at the pictures and take a guess here. Uh, I don't know because I'm I'm trying to eliminate. Who Something. looks like they're vegan? I guess that would be the guess. I, I don't know. I really am at we'll, a loss. We'll table it till his big episode comes up then. Okay, because I think I have... Are the twins on the link you sent me? No, so the, the twins, uh, I guess we should mention that. The only actors from the movie who don't come back to do the same characters are the twins, and that's because in the movie, the twins don't speak. They're silent characters. So they actually cast an actual voice actor to play the twins here. Oh, okay. Uh, so yeah, we'll come back to that. 
so um uh i love where where uh todd says something about uh, he's being a, he's a huge lucas lee fan he goes tell me something i don't know like lucas is just like the ultimate douche uh and then he says oh you're that vegan rock star you know you're trying your hand at acting and everything and they're basically getting competitive. I'm a Hollywood legend. Uh, that, that's the thing that comes up with him, Hollywood legend. And then we get Roxy getting introduced. So this is one of the X's. Now, this is played more for a joke. They don't even bother with the joke here in the animated series. But this is played as a joke in other versions where Scott's being told about this League of Evil X's. And like I said, you're being introduced one by one. And he keeps saying you're evil ex-boyfriends. And she keeps correcting saying evil X's which is where they, they kind of drop it halfway through the movie that one of her evil exes is a girl here. They don't even do anything with it, but uh, uh, her little bubble comes up, says half ninja, which is hilarious. Uh, we, we have uh, a couple of other female actors. You're going to take a guess as to who's playing Roxy. Um, ooh. um Who looks like a half ninja <laughs> to you. May Whitman. There you go. You got uh -oh. it. And are, are you familiar with May Whitman at all? No. Okay. So May Whitman, if you ever saw the movie Independence Day, she played the president's daughter as a child in Independence Day. Um, she did a couple of movies as a How child. How far she's come. Yeah. Well, and then as, as, as she got older, she did like the TV show Parenthood. Um, and then there was a movie, like a teen comedy that came out called The Duff, which was like about you know, the, the, the designated ugly friend, which is what it stands for, which Jamie loved that movie. And that movie was actually quite popular, but uh, she's hilarious. Um, but uh, yeah, so those are the main exes you're going to get introduced to here. Uh, they they talk about uh, the script. Uh, oh, I never even read a script. And then what Todd says, well, vegans have a photographic memory. This is a running gag about all the extra things that vegans can do. Uh, then Lucas says, I don't even read scripts. This was maybe the hardest I laughed in this was, uh, he says, I don't even read scripts anymore. I just say what's on my mind. And then Roxy's like, uh, is that why half the lines in your last movie were let's party? And he goes, I don't know. Didn't see the movie. And then all of a sudden they, they give him like a drink or something like that. It goes, let's party. <laughs> it just says that. Uh, there, there's some fun stuff here where they're they're talking about uh, what they thought it was. And I love Todd saying, uh, I thought this cocktail cocktail party was because we're going to have drinks. And we do. <laughs> uh, Todd's, just so you get the idea, Todd is like the dumbest of all the exes. He's like the guy with no brain cells at all. Um, so the twins introduced, they have a robot. I want you to bookmark this. This robot will appear quite frequently in this show. Uh, and then, uh, when they're all talking about, uh, Scott is, uh, who came in here, it's like, oh, that random Canadian guy whose funeral was inexplicably attended by MV Adams. And then you have Todd saying, oh, my girlfriend, MV Adams. Now this, they do it as a throwaway line in the, the books in the movie. This is like a big deal that you find out that like Scott's ex is dating one of Ramona's exes. Uh, but here, I love that Todd actually just says, it's like, oh, who I am dating. And then everybody's like, yeah, uh, we know that. And then they even have, what was the line here? They said something about, uh, we all know you're dating her. You don't have to, act, don't, don't act like we haven't been here before. Obviously playing up on the fact that, you know, people kind of know half of this backstory. Uh, so uh, when Gideon comes in, who of course is the leader of the League of Evil Exes, or we think, uh, everybody thinks he called the meeting. He says he didn't. Uh, so instead, who did call the meeting? We have Matthew coming in. Uh, Matthew basically saying he got nothing for this, which to me, this was what was fun because Matthew was just the first ex that came in. You get a brief backstory with him. He's done. And after the first scene, and we never really seen anything else with him to have like the throwaway guy where they even say, you're just like number one, you're, you're the low man on the totem pole. And he wants to assume control. All this was like a, a fun little change they have. Uh, he challenges Gideon for oh, leadership of this. Uh, and then Gideon says, I own two record labels, a movie studio and 14 animal shelters and this league. And he calls him a D plus theater student. This is one of the trivia things in the episode. We didn't get it last week, but like Matthew in both the book and the, um, uh, the movie, 
he sings and dances like that. That's part of his act in the battle is that he does like this Broadway number uh, with uh, the, the little demon hipster chicks who are like surrounding him later on in this. Uh, and we also have something else, which uh, is going to come later on where Gideon talks about how strong he is and how he has no fear. He even had no fear printed on his T-shirts in high school. Uh, the battle begins here. This is where the mystical powers are unveiled. And Matthew has his demon hipster chicks who uh, help him in the fight here. Uh, and then they they fight in the basketball court and they they form like a pentagram around Gideon, which he breaks out of. He gets his swords and that's kind of like all of them have like a weapon of choice in a very other version. And they, they actually did include that here where Gideon gets his swords. Uh, they uh, go down to the lower level. They break through a vault. Uh, and I even love when they get to the lower level and Gideon says, some, let's take this fight to the next level, like a bad pun in there. Uh, they get up on the top onto the roof. And this is where I, I didn't pick up on this at the first viewing, but like I definitely get it more now. You, do you ever see the Matrix movies? Uh, yes, but don't quiz me on it. Well, the, the final Matrix movie ends with like the big battle between Neo and Agent Smith. And it's in the rain on rooftops. And even the music that's playing here, like they're totally going for a Matrix thing here with this battle. Uh, and uh, it basically ends with Gideon hanging off the uh, the edge of the building. Uh, and then they have this one really random shot where they cut to every all the other exes watching this. And you see Roxy just staring at Todd and he's got his like his head glowing. And there's just the, the bubble with the arrow. This is vegan powers. He goes, man, I got to stop eating meat. Uh, that's another one of those things where it's like vegans just have special powers in this universe. Uh, and then, um, uh, he, he says, uh, or Matthew says to Gideon, yeah, well, this fight is legally binding. We got the lawyer coming in saying this was a legally binding fight. Uh, and Gideon has this really sad moment. He goes, you mean he gets everything now? The league, my empire, my underwear. <laughs> uh, and then, um, he basically takes over and Matthews has this line where he's like, uh, this is my league. Now I'm the lead character, which that's where I'm like, oh, this is going to be a fun series. Cause we're doing like the exact opposite. The guy who's at the top is now going to be the bottom. And the guy at the bottom is now at the top of this. Uh, and all the exes start walking away one at a time. And this is where the only one left is Roxy. And uh, Gideon is trying to plead with her saying, we could form a new league, just the two of us. And she has lines. Like, I don't need a league to get a girl. Uh, and then the episode ends with uh, Ramona getting ready for bed and lying down. And then she has the flashbacks of Scott. And then she's in the, the weird dream universe and she hears his voice. And then she just sits, she sits upright after a nightmare month coming soon with Scott Pilgrim versus the world. And she says he's alive and episode ends. Nice little cliffhanger there. Cause I, 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 I assume they're going to go somewhere and Scott's going to come back when I'm watching this the first time. Uh, I won't tell you when he's going to come back or how he's going to come back, but it's called Scott Pilgrim takes off. You kind of know he's going to come back. Uh, but uh, her saying he's alive and not, you know, that he's, uh, you know, dead and going to be resurrected or something like that. And they start to get a little bit more of what's going on. Yeah, I mean, it'd be a really bold choice to kill off the lead character in episode one. Can you then... imagine, though, if like episode two starts and all of a sudden it says Scott Pilgrim takes off and they cross off Scott Pilgrim and Ramona Flower's name is like written above that? That would have been hilarious. That would have been wild if they took him out of the whole story. Um but, but yeah, I, I didn't I did not expect him. I mean, I didn't expect him to be dead at all, um, but I definitely didn't expect him to be gone for the whole series. I expected him at least back once. He he didn't get a single new line this episode. So I mean, I was expecting him to come back. Um, but yeah, this whole like fight sequence and everything was so, so good. I think I finally I like I like the art style, but we finally got it. It was like it's been such a good blend of the Eastern and Western styles of the animation mm -hmm. and like the tropes and, and the sort of like typical things that you'd see 
so I, that's what it really, and this was it, like, between the powers, which are very, like, um, like, Eastern, and then, like, just the, the the drawing and the way that they do the humor feels very Western. So it, it's just, like, a really great blend uh, in it. And, and like, the fact that they have powers, like, I wasn't expecting them to have powers. Um, and you said they have powers in the movie? Yeah. or Every, okay. Everything you see with, like, their powers, how they fight and everything is, like, directly from the the books and the movie okay because i wasn't sure if that was an animifying thing to <laughs> it that they get yeah. powers <laughs> um but no I, I was not expecting them to have powers because i was confused when he broke through the building last time i was like oh is that just for this series but like apparently he just has powers and he he can create the demon women yeah to fight with him and, and getting really doesn't have powers he just has swords yeah um kind of gets the raw end of the deal there but yeah the whole fight was great the the and the fact that the other vill not villains um exes have powers too it's just I, I was just hooked and i was like really invested in the whole thing and the whole the the power structure is really uh unique like the the lowest tier is taking over the top and the fact that no one else really cares like you said it more so like directly i didn't really get that full impression yet but it seemed that like no one really wanted Ramona back except for these two. So yeah. uh, like, what was it? The, the one stating envy Adams or whatever. Mm -hmm. So like he's not even in invested. So it was just a lot of great personality stuff. And, and, and I really enjoyed the whole fight sequence and, and the, the humor of the underwear was great. When we get to the movie, uh, I think you'll, you'll appreciate why we get episodes like this. Cause what's interesting is when I look on IMDb, um, none of these have like a bad rating, you know, but for all eight episodes, this is the lowest ranked episode uh, kind of significantly. This is a 7.4, which is still pretty solid. The next lowest episode is going to be episode five, which is a 7.7. .7. Uh, and then you get 7.8. And I think the highest is like an 8.6 and 8.4. So it, it seems like this is the least popular episode. Like, But like to me, especially on a, a second watch, I appreciate this, I think, because I know what the show is now. And it's not like you're going into episode two. I, I would assume a lot of that 7.4 are people who were assuming, oh, they're going to continue to follow the story instead of getting something completely different. But like when you see the movie, there is the interactions of this league come down to the most throwaway line ever where, where you realize like how little these people interact and how it, it was essentially just a group email or something like that. Like Edgar Wright had, uh, does anybody want to form a league of evil X's? You know, there's no power structure or anything and getting to see a little bit more of that is fun here. Uh, and this is just sort of like a taste we're going to get. This is sort of, you know, Matthew and Gideon's introduction and each X is going to have their own episodes coming up. Um, uh, I'm I'm still gonna buy this episode. Uh, are you gonna do the same? Are you gonna have two in a row? Oh yeah, yeah. Good. Um, and uh, actually, one thing I want to comment on when you're talking about like the fighting style in the East versus West. Again, this isn't like me. I don't have like a prejudice against Japanese animation. I mean, th there's some shows where I'm like, okay, that's pretty good. Uh, I'm trying to remember. There was one specific one. Uh, there was one called Deers that Jamie showed me that was like really entertaining, but it wasn't like this. It wasn't fighting style, but. The, a lot of the, the Japanese ones are just so weird and so out there. There's literally one where somebody gets wet and they turn into a panda bear or something like that. And I'm like, I just want something that's a little bit more ground, a little bit more normal. And uh, Avatar, The Last Airbender. Have we ever talked about that before? Have you ever seen The Last Airbender? Uh, 
that's not not the whole thing. That that's also another show. Like it's it's an American show, but they are basing it heavily on like the the Japanese style of animation and everything. And I love that show. That made my you know top fifty favorite TV shows of all time. So uh, I think just just something a little bit more relatable to me than person gets wet and turned into a panda bar. Although I'm saying this in one where a person has glowing vegan powers. So maybe I'm a bit of a hypocrite here. Um, I, I I just I just like Scott Pilgrim. That's it. It needs to be Canadian. That's what it needs to be. Uh, anyways, yeah, corner so, gas the anime. We're ready. We're there ready. is the you know there is a corner gas animated okay. series. They they got the entire cast back for it. It ran for I think it ran longer than the actual original series. Wow. Uh, we'll, we'll cover it one of these days. No, I'll, I'll pass. <laughs> uh, so we're both gonna buy it. I'm gonna rank this second though of the first two episodes, uh, which I think it just to me it comes down to the fact that like the first one had so much more going on, and this one is like oh this is a fun little sidebar. Um, but uh, it'll be number two out of the two episodes we ranked so far. Where are you gonna you're gonna put it? Uh, yeah, I think I'll join you with two. I I just think one was so good that mm. even like I think uh, even if this was a great episode, it's still it's just one was just so much better. I think. Uh, we're gonna have a lot of episodes that that do different things coming up, but I I feel like they're they're. I mean, different little... for you, not for me. I mean, well, no, I I just mean like in terms of the structure. Like last week was a, you know a very linear storyline, and this week is we're gonna have one major story and one you know secondary story, uh, one kind of involving just what the characters are up to and one involving battles. Next week is very similar to this one. Uh, we're gonna get a couple of characters where you just realize where they're at after po- in a post Scott Pilgrim world. But then the the big part next week is going to be the showdown between this. This is where it starts Ramona as Sherlock Holmes, where she's going to try to get to the bottom. Where is Scott Pilgrim? What happened to him and everything? And uh, we're going to get a showdown between her and her and one of her exes. So uh, I won't make you guess which one it is. But uh, but this is the type of stuff that we didn't really get in the the movie where we're going to start to get closure for these characters who are very angry at Ramona because the one thing that uh, I feel like the movie didn't quite do as much as uh, at least the books did was develop the fact that like Ramona was not necessarily the nicest person and that most of these people have a reason to be angry with her. We'll get a little bit into that next week. Uh, I'm excited. I can tell you're excited. You're excited, right? Yeah. The episodes do a really good job of like being really, like I enjoyed their great episodes and then they, they managed to get me at the very end with like a, you have to keep like the cliffhanger. You got to keep watching. Like, he's dead like what and then the, now he's a lot like it was just so like they do such a good job of keeping at least me invested in like yeah what's gonna happen next like i'm ready to watch the next one and you know i i should mention this now we got a couple of minutes here um before our timer runs out that we got running uh but yeah i mentioned last week like all these episodes aired on november 17th which was our anniversary and I knew this was going to debut on November 17th and I I had the week booked off from work. Now I got sick. So, you know, we didn't have a lot of plans of what we were doing, but the kids are all in school for at least half a day. And I remember saying to my boss that I'm like, you know, the Scott Pilgrim animated series, it debuts on our anniversary. So I asked Jamie, I'm like, how, how do you feel about spending our anniversary watching Scott Pilgrim animated? And then she's like, Oh yeah, maybe I'll think about it. And then my boss was like, uh, I have a feeling that she was saying that to be nice to you. I'm like, no, no, no. I'm like, trust me, Jamie was being serious. And that's exactly what we did. We spent the entire, the only moments where all the kids were out of the house, we watched, I think, the first four episodes, three, four episodes of this back-to-back. Um, and this was one of them. So, uh, I mean, I think we got through this all in one weekend. I feel bad for you that you have to wait almost a week or two at a time, but maybe it'll be incentive to record these quickly. I don't know. No, but I don't want the the, the too much of the future. I want to know bit by bit and you like lead me on and everything. 
this this is going to be very back to the future. It's like nobody should know too much about their own destiny, you know, create a paradox or something like that. We could create a paradox and Rossi could be wiped from existence and turned into $2 and 15 cents because you know with inflation since this episode aired okay uh i'll take two two toonies or loonies or whatever two toonies and a dime which is the equivalent of i don't know like 45 cents american i think uh you're not going to make it rich off of it but it'll be something uh we've also got 24 episodes airing right now and um i don't know maybe the reviews for aquaman and ferrari if you've heard them then we did them if you haven't heard them they're still to come and uh eventually we will be getting to uh, Oscar month coming up next month, and then uh, anniversary month for Jim Carrey. So, uh, good stuff coming. But in the meantime, uh, we've got the worst season ever of 24, and then the best season ever of Scott Pilgrim Takes Off. Uh, so, take your pick which one you listen to. I'll be on both of them. Uh, my name is Colin, and did I just get invited to my own lair? Uh, and my name is Rossi, and I was promised drinks. There are. Thanks for downloading this episode of the Oz Network. Make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing to the podcast by Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or by copying our RSS feed into your preferred podcast provider. And while you're there, please drop us a rating and leave us some feedback. You can also be sure to stay up to date with all the latest episodes and happenings from the show, as well as finding out how you can get involved in upcoming episodes by following our social media pages on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, as well as getting everything you need under one roof at theoznetwork.net. Thanks again for listening, and we'll speak to you next time. 